This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. caught in this weird time warp. And speaking of time, we are dead center of our work week. For those of you who listen to the Hump Show on a regular basis, you know that we have exactly half the week behind us and the other half of the week ahead of us. So we are staring down the barrel of week three in the NFL, plus week four in college football. The WNBA playoffs are going on, so there is some basketball. We're not that far away, actually, from both NBA and NHL training camps. Wowzers. October is the busiest month of the year, and October begins in 11 days. Now, my time warp for this week specifically is that I want time to go a little faster It feels like it's dragging because I'm anticipating Bob's next visit to the New York City area. He will be arriving next Thursday night. So not this Thursday night, but the start of week four Thursday night. At the same time that I want the days to fly by in a blur so that he arrives and we get a chance to spend our September visit together. So we have time together each month. I'm telling you what, long distance stinks. It is so hard. I I know people, I have friends, you all probably do too, that did long distance for years. I even have friends who have lived apart after they're married. It's excruciating. Long distance stinks. Not to mention, I feel like... (laughs) The longer, well, so the farther we get away from a particular visit, just name a visit, and the closer we get to the next visit, the more irritable we get. And so we end up bickering because it's so hard to not be in the same place. Long distance just exacerbates everything. Oh, gosh. So it's it's not easy. I, I'm so glad this is the last relationship I ever have to be in, and it's also the last time I ever have to be long distance. Not that we won't be apart here or there for family stuff or travel or whatever else, but not like this. So, yeah, we're definitely counting the days to our next visit and to the wedding. Now inside of three months. Eek. Anyway, as I want the time to move faster toward our next visit and toward December when we're getting married, I also want time to slow down because I have to run a half marathon on Saturday. (laughs) 
why is it that the time moves so much faster when you're dreading something? And and I'm actually fully trained. I did my last hour long run on Tuesday evening. So I'm fully trained. I'm ready to go. I've got a brand new pair of shoes. Oh, they're snazzy too. Slate gray with purple laces. Oh, they're Asics. Of course. Nice. I only run in Asics gel. They're the only ones that give me the support that I need for constant concrete running, road running. And so I've got the 13 miles on Saturday. I'm trained and ready to go. I, I mean, I hardly ever run in the summertime the way that I've run this summer, including in Houston. One day, 97% humidity in New Jersey. I mean, I've I've been training. I've kept up with my training. So I'm excited to use my training. At the same time, 13 miles just hurts. There are multiple points for me. A half marathon will never be easy. It, that This is why I keep doing it, because it challenges me every time. No matter how much I've trained, it'll always challenge me. I always have to push through multiple walls, proverbial walls, if you will. And so for that reason, I dread it just a little bit, because there are going to be moments of pain. Now, will I eat before this one? Yes. Do you guys remember what happened in the spring? I told this whole story. I woke up late and I had no time to eat and Penny refused to go faster. And I barely got to the start line when the race was beginning. Oh, you want to talk about stress. Remember, I couldn't get the machine at the subway to take my money. And so I had to beg someone to to let me in through the gate to get the subway (laughs) that was coming. (laughs) Oh, it was very stressful. So I made it to the start line. It was a gorgeous day on the Upper West Side of New York City, but I did not eat. I hadn't eaten since the night before, as in no fuel. Not the best start to a marathon. And so I definitely ran out of gas. In fact, I was feeling a little woozy later in the race. That's not going to happen this time. Also, Jay, the forecast, at least right now, calls for low 60s when the race begins. Nice. But it may be humid because there's rain coming up the coast. So it may end up being a little more humid. I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to be clear like it was today. But at the same time, the cloud cover will keep this, the temps down because the sun won't be blazing. So I'm okay with that. When's your start time? 8.30 hmm. Eastern time. Should be, should be nice and cool. Yeah, yeah. it should be in the, in the low 60s. The only thing, like I said, is that I am nervous about the humidity. For now, I'm excited about the low 60s because, no joke, not just two weeks ago, the humidity was 97% and attempts were approaching 80, and it was... Muggy buggy. Oh, muggy buggy, no huggy. So, yeah, time is speeding toward my half marathon, but somehow it's still dragging to next Thursday. Initially, I thought Bob was going to come to the office with me, because he is flying into LaGuardia on a late flight. So I'll be, I told him, <laughs> you get in the car and uh, I'll say hello, but then I got to listen to football. So we're, you can hold my hand, but we're going to listen to football <laughs> on the way back to the house. Because <laughs> I have to, it's Thursday night football. And, Speak telepathically. Okay. You mean like you with your ESP? That's right. With your clairvoyancy, as you call it. Uh, so yes, I... We'll be happy to go pick him up at the airport, but he's going to have to zip it after that because <laughs> I've got to listen to football. Wait, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to look at the schedule and see what the uh, what the Thursday night game is for week four. Don't blink. I got you. 
Oh, it's Detroit at Green Bay. So, yeah, he really can't say anything. <laughs> this is the second time in four weeks that Detroit will be on Thursday Night Football. Who says we can't get flexed? Uh, you don't have to get flexed now. You're on prime video. Anyway, Bob's suggestion was, why don't I come to work with you so we could just go straight from the airport to work? Because it is a bit of a haul. For those who don't know, LaGuardia is over two rivers from New Jersey. It's tolls, it's traffic, it's a pain in the ass. And LaGuardia's got to tell I mean, there are probably a lot of people listening who've flown in and out of LaGuardia. It's a major New York City hub, obviously. And so there's a lot of people that experience that airport. It's got a construction project that will take it to the year 2045. And Too early. It, yeah. And it is, it's a bear to get over there. So at least I don't have to park. I'm just going to drive up, pick him up, and he said, why don't we just go to work? The problem is he has to work from home or work remotely on Friday. So it's not fair to have him sit here all night when he can hang out in the control room. He with needs me. to sleep. Right. But at, at some point, probably halfway through the show, he'd be snoring. So that's not helpful. And also, I don't know. I don't know that I'm ready for the the company, our colleagues, to be meeting Bob. I just I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet. You are different. Like You're my friend, of course. You will meet him. But the rest of our company? Do you really trust the rest of our colleagues? Trust? I don't know. But I want them to meet my significant other? Probably not. Yeah, not at this point. Af- not. After marriage, but not not now. Well, even after marriage, I don't know. <laughs> no? <laughs> Have we met anyone else's significant others? Let's DA's see. DA's wife? No. No. no Sean, I've met Sean's wife. I haven't. She's been in here before on, say, a, a Sean Marash, sorry, has been here before on, I think, a Saturday, and we just happen to cross paths. Well, we don't do any, not us, like, the, our, our, us. our company. We don't do any, like, holiday parties That's anymore. That's not true. Or... We absolutely do, but they're when? always during the daytime oh, when you yeah. and I aren't here. Well, there used to be one when I first started. It was like on like a weekday night. It was in some place. It was rented out. And mm-hmm. then COVID happened and then they stopped doing it. Oh, and now okay. Yeah. Well, the Christmas party, the annual, I guess they call it holiday party uh, to encompass all holidays. The annual holiday party takes place in the middle of the afternoon, usually on a Wednesday or a Thursday, especially if it's going into the actual holiday weekend and people are going to bust out early on Friday. No one's around. Uh, but yeah, they do in the middle of the day. You and I are, are not waking up. In our respective homes after three to four hours of sleep doing what would be an hour plus long drive or mass transit ride into the city, New York City, which is where we're located, in order to do a holiday party, then turn around, go back only to drive in again for our show that night. No, they don't want us at the holiday party. If they did, they would make it a little more convenient. No, but there's always leftover food all oh, over great. the yeah all over the floor. Well, the floor, but actual like the the eleventh or tenth floor. Are we the tenth floor? Tenth yeah. floor. So yeah, we don't get invited to those. Well, they send us a they send us a courtesy invitation, yeah. knowing full well we won't be showing up. But honestly, I wouldn't for what free food. Oh yeah, there's zero chance. Yeah, <laughs> do, do, but I mean, do we would we even want to come to the holiday party? Um, if it was like festive and like, you know, not really? in the middle of the day. Uh, well, <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not a, I've learned the hard way how to keep business and personal separate. Now you and I are different. We, we hit it off well, so we're friends, but for the most part, I don't hang out with, I hang out with very few 
colleagues over the course of my career outside of work. You're the only one. I'm flattered. I'm trying to think if there's, and you and I don't even do it that often because we live so far apart. Um, trying to think if there's any, yeah, there was a female colleague that we had going back to the very beginning that I hung out with a little bit, but not often. I mean, I don't really either. A couple times here or there, but. My previous network had a softball league, not that just a team, fun. but like an actual league because it was a, it was a four, 4,000 people worked on that campus. And so we, I would socialize. It was all, well, it wasn't a, it was a co-ed league, but there were only like three or four women in the entire league. But I would socialize. I was on the radio team. And so I would socialize with them once or twice a week during softball season. Um, and every now and then would go to a party. But I, I kind of grew out of that. Yeah. I feel like a softball would be fun or like just kind of. I golfed with, I had a group of colleagues at my previous network that I golfed with. That's nice. A bunch. Yeah, it was great. That was probably the best part. I really missed that since I moved here. Now it's just you and me who golf. I don't even know anyone else who golfs other than Boomer, but we're not golfing with Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> it's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio, but uh, 25 minutes or so to get your remaining questions in for Ask Amy Anything. Once again, the wedding edition of Ask Amy will be recorded on Wednesday evening. So it's not the hump show, but it is the hump day. We will get that recorded for you, and it should be up no later than Saturday. I'll be running a half marathon. Producer Jay, well, he'll be doing the editing and uh, yes, I do have final veto power, so I'll have to watch it first. He tells me it's going to be the longest Ask Amy in the history of the planet. You think people will get bored? I mean, you can only answer so many wedding questions. It's Nobody only, cares that much, it's right? It's only going to be so long because there's so many questions. I mean, I didn't make these oh, up. Oh, that's true. Good point. Well, sometimes you do make up Ask Amy a questions. Let's be no. fair. In the Ever? I mean, the... the, the um... Rapid fires, yeah, sure. But okay, but not questions? No. Maybe maybe one or two if I needed an extra one or I saw one, I got a little inspiration. But no, usually I just take them straight from the source. All right, but when it comes to the wedding questions, you're not making up any of them? No, not at all. Can I make up some? Uh, I'm going to veto that. <laughs> oh, you're going to veto I'm gonna that? I'm going to veto that. Oh, okay. I'm not sorry. Who died and made you autonomous? <laughs> just kidding. You are autonomous when it comes to asking any questions. I don't generally see them ahead of time every now and then but but that's because I cheated not because Jay told me I could so a lot of times we go and I don't know which ones he picked so we go in to ask Amy and, and I don't know blind yeah guess what I'll give you a preview though of what's to come you haven't asked me about this but I'll I'll just tell you anyway the wedding invitations will be mailed on Thursday Thursday <gasps> That's like as official as it gets. Once it's out there, there's no going back. No turning back. No, well, I'm not turning back anyway. Sorry, Bob. I swear I'm not turning <laughs> <Sorry> back. <laughs> no, but seeing it in print, OMG. That was an OMG moment was opening up the box and seeing the invitations in print. The date. They arrived over the weekend and I, whoa, as in whoa. Oh, no, I guess they arrived last week. I got to show them to my nieces and sister-in-law who were in town for Bridesmaids Weekend uh, Friday, Saturday. We went shopping for dresses and makeup and girly stuff. Anyway, um, yeah, invitations will be mailed on Thursday. So then once it's out there, it's out there, Jay. Not that it isn't out there now, but... No, but it's like out there. It's out there. Yeah. I mean, I, once you invite people, you have to go through with They're going to start planning their... <laughs> 
time to come to your event. So, yeah. Oh, goodness. Oh, it still feels like it's so far off. Anyway, yes, we'll be doing the video version of Ask Amy. That's coming up later on this week, but we are taping it on Wednesday evening. I swear to you, we're, we've got plans and everything. Um, but the video version, those questions are already written up. I told Jay to do one more flyover with our social media sites to see if any stragglers come in, but he feels like he's all set. You'd really have to convince him. I'll let him know if you send a wedding question. I'll let him know. Uh, otherwise, the non-wedding questions, you've got a couple minutes left to send them to our show Twitter after our CBS or to our Facebook page. Now, coming up, Shohei Otani, he's done done for the season and maybe done done for the Angels, though they aren't giving up. And it's a very tight race in the National League for the wild card spots, not so much for the division titles, but for the wild card spots and... Joey Votto, waxing poetic, even as he's part of the Twins' stretch run and their push to the playoffs. Good stuff. Sorry, baseball. You get the shaft this time of the year, but we'll acknowledge your existence. You're a disgrace! Oh. It's a- hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Pitch and Shohei drives the ball deep into right center. It's way out of here. Right out of the blocks here on this Wednesday. It's showtime. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That's Terry Smith on Angels Radio. We now know that Shohei Otani is done for the year. He's had his elbow surgery that happened on Tuesday. And his doctor says he should be available to return to the mound in 2025. Gosh, that feels like a long time from now. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. The UCL tear for Otani is the one that ended his his pitching season in late August or third week in August. Um, but he did keep batting until about Labor Day weekend or so. And then he had an oblique strain. They finally shut him down. He had missed a string of uh, 10, 11 games before they finally shut him down. You want to know what's interesting? The Dodgers head physician is the one who did the surgery. And it's the same doctor that operated on Aaron Rodgers. Neil Elitrage. But he, I didn't realize he's the doctor's doctors he's the Dodgers head team doctor and I guess once he got done with Aaron Rodgers he was okay to work on Shohei Otani and he said in a statement I'm going to read it just so you can hear his words the two sides meaning the player and the team decided to quote reinforce the healthy ligament in place which Seems to indicate, now, 
I'm not a doctor, neither is Bill Belichick. It seems to indicate, though, a lot of speculation is that they didn't actually do the Tommy John. Instead, they just tried to strengthen the ligament that was there, meaning may not have been a full tear, only a partial tear, but we're reading between the lines. They're not going to give you any more medical history than they have to. Otani put a post up on Insta, quote, it's actually in English, I had a procedure done on my elbow earlier this morning and everything went well. Thank you very much for everyone's prayers and kind words. It was very unfortunate that I couldn't finish out the year on the field, but I will be rooting on the boys until the end. I will work as hard as I can and do my best to come back on the diamond stronger than ever. Well, why is it that when Otani says it, I believe it beyond a shadow of a doubt? And then his agent also made a statement. The final decision and type of procedure was made with heavy emphasis on the big picture. Shohei wanted to make sure the direction taken gave him every opportunity to hit and pitch for many years to come. So they don't plan on him giving up pitching or hitting. He's going to continue as long as he's physically able with both. And will likely end up with the MVP for the American League this year anyway. Do you know he still leads the AL in home runs? He's been out since when? Early September? He's been out for three weeks-ish. And he still leads the American League with 44 home runs. I don't think he's hit a home I don't think he hit a home run after he got hurt. I think that or after they pulled him out of that game with the UCL, that was, that was the last day he hit a home run. Remember it was a doubleheader, Jay? Right, 44, right? Is that he's still on? That was it. He's still on 44. No one else has passed him, even though he's not hit a home run since the third week in August. Wow. So a month ago, and nobody's passed him. So, yes, the eventual MVP of the American League. Do you know low-key he also has 20 stolen bases this year? Just casual. Why not? <laughs> it's all cash. Keeping it cash. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. 10 wins on the mound, 3.14 ERA. Struck out 167 in his 132 innings. So, yeah, the plan is for him to hit next year and then pitch the following season. But where will that be? Phil Nevin, going back to the weekend, he's still making his pitch for Shohei to remain an angel. He spent how many years here, right? So, I mean, he knows what our place is like. Um, I've even told him, I mean, I'd be more than happy to have conversations with him through the process and, you know, and and see how it goes. I mean, it'd be crazy to sit here and tell you I wouldn't like to have him back. I mean, there's going to be 30 teams that would love to have him and. We certainly have gotten to know him very well over the last you know, five, six years. Me, just the last two. But, um, of course, we want him back. Um, Duh. You know, the sales pitch to him, I mean, you know, he's been here. He understands what, what everything is like here and how much we care about him and how much his teammates care about him. Um, so, you know, that part of it, those are conversations we'll have after the season, I'm sure. I think one point that was made that really stood out to me. And it might have been Phil Nevin or it might have been someone from the Angels front office going back a a few weeks. He picked Anaheim the first time. He could have gone a variety of different places. 
and he picked the angels the first time. That's what he chose. It does, in fact, indicate a comfort level, and Phil Nevin makes that point. I'm not sure if Phil Nevin's still there next year, to be perfectly honest. Of course, that's a different topic and a different question for another day. But yes, there is a comfort level. Now, could he get adjusted to the Dodgers? Of course he could. Remember when he was in Seattle for the All-Star game? Or All-Star festivities, I should say? He talked about how much he likes Seattle. I think he was playing with us. He's toying with us. Just because he can. Because he's Shohei. Because he's Showtime. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Remains to be seen, but he did have the surgery, though it doesn't sound like it was a full reconstruction of the UCL, so not Tommy John. All right, we talked about it earlier in the show. The National League wildcard race, it's like the mall at Christmas time. Elbowing, jostling, pushing you out of the way. Oh, it is a free-for-all. And the Cincinnati Reds are right there in the mix. 3-1, a swing and a high fly ball, right field deep. Benson going back on the track, measuring at the wall. He will turn, it's gone. Landing in the very first row of the seats, just beyond that eight-foot high fence and right. Willie Castro adds on a two-run, seventh-inning home run. It is a 6-0 Twins lead. Oh, that did not help. So, yes, the Twins blank the Reds in Cincinnati at the Great American Ballpark, the final 7-0 in the call there on Twins Radio. Corey Provis. If you look at the standings right now in the National League, the Reds are a game out. Uh, There's a team actually in their own division sitting in the number three spot, and that's the Chicago Cubs. So it's Phillies, Diamondbacks, Cubs inhabiting the three wild card spots at this point. Marlins are a half game out. The Reds are one full game out and the Giants are three out. So they're not completely out of the equation. Joey Votto may or may not retire when the season is done. I do love to hear him talk. He gets this question a lot. Have you thought about this possibly being your final couple weeks with Cincinnati or even more pertinent, have you thought about this being your last homestand in Cincinnati? Um, I don't think that. I don't think about that. You know, I've I've had moments where it's crossed my mind, and um, you know, the nice thing about about playing competitive ball is like you're 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 thinking about um, today's game and performing well and. Yeah, I, as far as you're so caught up in, in, in the game, the, the competition that day. And it feels like this past year plus for me personally, and I'll tangent kind of speaking personally, has been um, like gone by really quickly. It's been a whirlwind. Joey Votto just turned 40 years old 10 days ago. He's barely hitting 200, but he does have... 14 home runs, 37 RBI. I saw the number of games he's played in. Let's see. 58 games. So remember, he was hurt for a while. And obviously, they're they're not playing him every single day. But yeah, the, the idea that this could be the end of Votto in Cincinnati, it's, wow, it's a one that gives me pause. 
since leaving surgery, I've either been rehabbing or, or tr attempting to get back into games or being in games and trying to find, you know, find a competitive style uh, while also doing the rehab, while also kind of not new normaling, but like getting, <laughs> trying to get back to a new normaling, a strong place physically. And so um, it's just gone by so quickly. And as far as uh, this being a last uh, homestand, you know, I, I just, you know, if that's the case, I can't do anything about, I don't want to say I can't do anything about that, but I just, I'm having a really good time playing in, in, in really meaningful baseball with like some fun teammates. And so however it shakes out, I'm good. I'm good. I just want to help out. I just want to play. I've, all I've ever wanted to do is play. It's the most important thing to me. I love him. I hope he's in broadcasting when he's done. It's not as much a thing in baseball, but well, I guess it could be with the local or regional networks or you know local broadcasts on radio too. Um, it's not quite as big a thing as it is in the NFL where you have all these high-profile players who are getting paid buku bucks to work as analysts. But I would love to hear him whether it's on MLB Network, and, and he's been mic'd up for various all-star games and different events, and he's done it on a limited basis because he's got such a great personality and really good insight because he's fun. He doesn't take himself too seriously, and as he points out, he loves the game of baseball, loves it. I'm sure the Reds fans have thought about it, and and that is... Yeah, that's sobering because he's been part of the franchise for so long. And I know they haven't always had success, but he's been a staple. It's like Adam Wainwright with the St. Louis Cardinals. Yadier Molina, who retired last year. And I know Albert Pujols was gone for a while, so they had a chance to get used to it. But Yadi had been there for the better part of two decades. Waino's 42 now. So happy he just picked up win number 200. But the same way that the Cardinals fans feel about losing those two stalwarts, longtime all-stars, perennial all-stars, and World Series champions is the same way that Reds fans will feel about Joey Votto. They do have a great young core, and he's talked about how much he loves playing with Ellie De La Cruz. I hope they make the playoffs, because I would love to see Votto on that October stage one more time. That'd be cool. If not Shohei and Mike Trout, well, then I guess I'll root for the Reds in the National League instead. <laughs> Okay, on Twitter, After Hours CBS, producer Jay will do one more flyover to see what other questions you work into. So on Twitter, on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours podcast. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Time to ask Amy anything. Sort of. Hit me with your best shot. Again, when I disappoint you by telling you there will be no wedding questions on this edition of <laughs> I'm so mean on this edition of Ask Amy Anything, but I have promised you we'll have that video version. Don't you want to see the video instead? Wedding edition of Ask Amy Anything will be recorded on this Wednesday evening there. I've answered the question. Meanwhile, producer Jay's got other stuff to get to. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Go! Got to start here. 
This one comes from Gregory, who asks, have the fall colors started in your area or is it too early? Not too early, at least in my neighborhood. Now, I was kayaking in the Lancaster, Pennsylvania area about, oh gosh, three weeks ago. And one tree in the middle of all the green had turned yellow already. Uh, So yeah, we're a little bit too early because it's still been pretty warm. Um, But I know that come ah, two, three weeks from now, it's supposed to be getting close to peak in some of the higher elevations. So I'm excited. Bob will be back. We're going to try to do some hiking. Um, And I want to take, he he doesn't get the fall colors in Texas Uh nearly as much. Also, guess what we're doing? You didn't ask me this, but guess what we're doing next weekend? I'll ask right now. What are you doing next weekend? We are going up to the crown of the Statue of Liberty. So I I swear I went in June. Was it June? It was July with my college roommate because we both were celebrating milestone birthdays and we did it together. I'd never done it before. And now Bob wants to do it. And so I got him tickets for his birthday. So we're That's going. Amazing. Yeah, so I'm going twice. How about that? Because it takes months to get that it does. ticket. To get it up does. There. Well, I, I bought them months ago. Yeah. Oh, I bought awesome. them in early June, I think. So, yeah, it's almost time. He's over the moon. Now, I'm thinking it's going to take us forever because he's going to be slowly climbing the stairs. But we'll see. Maybe he'll surprise me. Well, also just on the fall colors and him never seen them before. New Jersey is probably the best fall foliage, I think, in the country. So that's um, awesome. Hello, New Hampshire. What are you it's talking about? Oh. <laughs> okay, hey, I'm not Jay. from New Jersey. I'm giving them a lot of credit. So. <laughs> well, this one's funny compared to well, going to uh, Bob climbing up the stairs to the crown. This one comes from Cigar Guy. He wants to know, is Bob a runner too? Oh, no, Bob does not run. In fact, he every now and then will drop this. I think I'll try some jogging today. Uh, but he's much more of a biker. He wants to, I think, try just to see. But, yeah, a lot of people don't enjoy running on pavement, especially because knees and back will hurt. Uh, I know people who are way younger than me who can't run anymore because their knees and their backs. Uh, but Bob does enjoy biking. We've done some walking together, too. But when I've trained in Houston, I run, he bikes. He just kind of flies back and forth by me. Uh, and and waves hello or whatever. Actually, really funny. Last time in Houston, uh, I was doing a long training run. He was biking, and I don't normally talk when I'm running, and so he's biking by me, and and I yelled, hey, hey, and then pointed behind him up in the sky. The Death Star was hanging up in the sky. That's what I said. I was like, look at the Death Star. It was the moon, but it looked just like it was a partial moon, but it looked just like the Death Star. Oh, that's cool. Uh, let's see. I well, mean, he has to be a Star Wars nerd. He has no choice. He has no choice. You're going to convert him. Or if he's not already there. <laughs> uh, so while we're on the topic of Bob, this one's interesting. comes from Rich, who asks, is singing to your date a good or a bad thing? If you're Taylor Swift, it's probably a good thing. Uh, if you are Rihanna, maybe it's not a bad thing. Uh, if you're Britney Spears, probably a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, I, if you're a guy who can, like a Keith Urban, for oh, instance. Oh, Oh, yeah, seriously. If you can be Keith Urban and sing to your dates, or if you're Tim McGraw, I know he's married, so is Keith Urban. If you can sing to your date and you're that talented, Brad Paisley, Chris Stapleton, same thing, all married. Um, yeah, if you're me, I mean, we, Bob and I have done some singing to music on the radio, but I didn't sing to him. I wasn't serenading him and I do not need him to serenade me. Sorry, Bob. All right. We were just talking about hiking a little before. Rob wants to know, have you, have you, or would you like to hike the Appalachian trail? 
The whole thing? Part of it. I, I've hiked part of it, yes. Parts of it in, let's see, Maryland, no, Virginia and West Virginia and Pennsylvania and New Jersey. I've hit parts of it, but I would never do the whole thing. I, I can't go that long without steady showers, and I'm sure as heck not sleeping outside for the number of nights that you have to do it to be gross and nasty and be outside, I'm not that hardy. I love the outdoors, but I don't I don't want to sleep outside with bugs and animals. I'm okay with that. That's, that's, why, we, that's why humans created houses, right? <laughs> or uh, trailer. Like, um, my mom and her husband, they go camping in a fifth wheel. So, you know. <laughs> uh, this one I like comes from Mike. He wants to know, what would be the title of your autobiography? ha. <laughs> Let's see. What would be the title of my autobiography? Have faith. Have faith. That would be the title of my autobiography. I like that. Thanks, Jay. I'd buy it. Even though you know all the stories already? Yeah, why not? All right. Cool. Um, my first book sale to Jay. No, just kidding. I would give you an autographed copy. You don't need to buy it. It would be a gift. Not as cool as TSA PreCheck, which is your Christmas no, gift. Yeah, but. Not as, but, <laughs> but it's up there. It would go on the mantle. Uh, talking about buying things, Diana wants to know, until the day comes where we no longer have a choice, would you ever consider or want to buy an electric car? No. Hell to the no. I'm not buying an electric car, nor am I buying a car that is self-driving. That is a disaster waiting to happen. I do not trust people that much. Do you know there are people that get in accidents all the time in their self-driving vehicles because they're playing on their phones, they're watching a movie, they're not paying any attention, and the technology is not foolproof yet um, or fail-safe yet. But no, I'm not... I am okay with keeping the oil and gas industry in business. I don't I don't feel the need for the entire country to go electric. No. Yeah, and the self-driving is a little, little scary. Yeah, a little sketchy. Uh, this one I like from Marvin, who wants to know, what was the first sport you ever played? When I was a third grader, I still have the photo somewhere, I remember I got to wear my very first pristine Little League outfit. I had a bright red jersey the white stirrup pants, bright red socks, little white cleats, and a hat. My hair sticking out all over the place underneath my bright red hat. So yes, at third grade, I was playing Little League for the first time. That was my very first sport. And this one comes from David. He wants to know, Hi, David. how are your Cuban friends doing and you'll be, you'll be <sighs> able to see them soon? Interestingly enough, about half of my Cuban family, that I call them, with the church that we worked with uh, outside Havana, are now in Florida. So because of the border policies, they've been able to come across the border so they would get visas to Mexico, uh, the standard operating procedure, get a visa to Mexico, make your way to the border, and then cross the border into the United States. So the family is actually split up, and half of them are still in Cuba, and half of them are now in Florida. A bunch of friends have moved to Florida. Uh, I know that they're doing well. I am hoping, actually Bob and I, Bob's been to Cuba too, not the same place that I have, but Bob and I are hoping that we will get back to Cuba in 24. We never, really would like to do that together. I've never been. I would love to go to Cuba. It seems really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a communist country, so. Well, I, meant just, I didn't mean, I meant, that's just, yeah, it's just like an experience-wise, a culture-wise. Definitely is that, that yeah. yes. This one comes from Brian, who wants to know, what's your favorite sport to watch as a spectator? Football. Simple as football? Yes. 
<laughs> I mean, it's just it's easy. I love football. I dig it, even if I wasn't covering it. All and right. yes, I am getting married on an NFL Sunday. Whatevs. Big Jim asks, do you have Big a favorite Jim. guitarist? Oh, you know what? I just mentioned him earlier. Keith Urban is damn good at the guitar. And he's got a couple of songs where he riffs. Oh, so good. I mean, there are many others. Um, I don't, I'd have to look up the name. It escapes me right now. But the guitarist for Billy Joel is also really incredible, too. So he's got more than one. Um, but yeah, I'm not a guitar player. I do love the guitar. But Keith Urban, I could listen to him play forever. Uh, Vince Gill was really good at guitar, too. Could you tell I love country music? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Really funny story. Really quick. My nieces this weekend were talking about the music at the reception. You could ask me about this some other time on our wedding edition of Ask Amy. My one niece says, is it Tex in Texas? Are we going to have to listen to country music? And I was like, hun, there's going to be a lot of different people at the reception. We have to mix in the music. Can we please ask the DJ not to play any country? Like, uh, no, we can't do that. <laughs> Thanks for the request. I know. So funny. Uh, last one before rapid fire. Derek wants to know, have you ever gone snorkeling? Yeah, I've tried. I'm not good at it. For some reason, I always end up nearly choking. I get water up my oh. nose every single time. I don't do well at it. And I think a lot of times my mask fills up with water. I need to go to a professional operation. No, just throw the mask on. Get in there. I'm telling you, every single time I get water in my in my tube. My tube. <laughs> All right, we'll, end, we'll end with rapid fire. Snickers or Almond Joy? Oh, anything coconut. Almond Joy. Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck? I'll go with Bugs. He's crazy. Train or airplane travel? Airplane. Postcard or souvenir? Postcards. Jump up or bend down? Oh, at this age, bend down. <laughs> Cake or pie? Pie. Crunchy or chewy? Chewy peanut butter. Small menu or big menu? Oh, no. Big menus like at the diners in New yeah. Jersey. There's like 400 things to choose from. <laughs> no, just give me a few. Squirrels or pigeons? Um, Squirrels, I guess. Last one. Heart or mind? Heart. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 